So, alrighty, alrighty, episode 12 of the HNS podcast. Thank you guys for listening. You're tuning in. Um, today is going to be a very special episode. We have two brand new guests who have never been on the podcast before. You guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves. That way they get familiar with your voices. Luis. Mario. Luis and Mario. Alrighty. Appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, today's going to be pretty random because I don't actually have a docket. You know, there's a lot of crazy shit going on in life right now, but I don't actually have a list of things to talk about. So we're just going to freestyle it a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. One of my one of the things I did want to talk about, though, and I've been bringing it up every single podcast up until now, is everybody do not forget there is an expo for the Cannabis Expo coming Saturday the 19th. So that's two Saturdays from now. So if you guys are listening to this perhaps on Saturday, it's next Saturday. So just make sure you guys go out there. I'm going to try to go out there. I'm going to try to represent the podcast, network with as many people as I can, bring back as many flyers as I can, you know, start contacting all these other businesses and companies and stuff and see if I can bring them on the podcast for more guests. But that's kind of what I want to do. So, you know, kicking that off, talking about that and shit, you know, let's talk about cannabis. You know, what's what's some, what's your guys' history with it? I mean, while I sparked this blunt up, uh... How do you guys feel about herb, you know? Kicking off the herb part of the Urban Society podcast. Yeah. What do you, what do you guys think? Well, I mean, I don't really think. I do, so. <laughs> no, I've been doing it for quite some time. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I think it's great. Like, honestly, I am past the point where I smoke to, like, get high. Uh-huh. Like, dude, it makes me have a reset, honestly. I feel you. It's a reset for me. I think it's. Man, I was thinking about it today when I was sitting down. I was like, fuck, dude. I have been smoking for 10 years. 10 years. I'm like, I should probably just maybe go towards, like, edibles. Yeah, I give my lungs a break or some shit, but I've been smoking a lot. Would you like stopping it at some, some point? Uh, I probably should stop now. You know, it's getting to that point where I feel like I've done potentially enough damage to myself where I'm like, you know, let's take a little break, see if I can breathe better, see if I can... Sometimes I catch myself kind of being out of breath or something, and you're like very easily walking upstairs, and I'm like, yeah. fuck, you know, I should probably relax it, cool it I, I a wish, little bit. I wish there was like a fruit or something you could eat, like a pill that would like, you know, like almost cleanse, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of like what a car, uh, what do you, what, you know, when people say they detail cars and you can see ah. them go in there and take all the filth out of your car, yeah. can you can you detail your lungs, you know what I'm saying? Is there anything I could do to like... Take all the tar out, you know, give me a reset, a hard reset on my lungs. Lots of running. <laughs> Fuck, dude. That's no gonna... joke, no joke, bro. Like, lots of running. That's like, that's what I did. That's the, that's the hard reset? Lots of running? Yeah, I probably, need to take, I probably need to take a break. Do a lot of running. But man, yeah, I have been, I've been smoking for a, for a long, long time. Um, one of these two voices here, so Luis, me and Luis actually, he's a, he's a special friend of the pod because we go way, way back. I think we've known each other for almost, what, 10 years, Ten years now, man. That is fucking crazy. It, you know, in and out, keep, you know, keep in touch with each other. It's kind of like how friends do, you know, you know, years pass by, you kind of just t- tune in here and there. But 10 fucking years, man. I remember everything started back, Sid's crib, the fucking <laughs> dude, crazy. that... <laughs> that house has history. That house definitely has history. Hella history. I remember you used to come over and play the guitar. I remember you showed me, um, what was it? It was the acoustic version of Seven. seven dust, no, no, not Seven Dust. It was, uh, it was the other band that came from some of the members from there. Oh, Dark New Day. Dark New Day, dude. Oh. The acoustic version of Dark New Day. Uh, yeah. No, I remember. Uh, that's when I was into like the regular Dark New Day. And you showed me that. Oh, dude, I was, I was, Man. my mind was blown. It's because that's a super group, though. 
Oh, fuck yeah. I always remembered you back then as that, you know, being like the guitar virtuoso. You know, you were like fucking good. You still play you still, Do you still play guitar? Yes, I do. I try to play as much. I don't play as much as I should, but lately, like here, like the last two uh-huh. years, I literally forced Big, myself to sit uh-huh. down and play. Okay. And practice it and play, because I'm like, dude, like, literally, I catch myself at uh-huh. home not doing anything, and there's a guitar right there. I got two kids, too, by the way. So. <laughs> you can imagine. You can imagine. Yeah, man. Two kids. Juggling. Congratulations, but at the same time, damn. That's, I feel for you, right? Like congratulations, but damn, I feel for you. Yeah, that's not easy. So yeah, I try to like just sit down and like like exercise. Just, like, yeah, a little bit at a time. Just, just to practicing. Because I mean, I haven't played like actually played 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 for probably like, for, like about like a year and some change around there. But you know what? I always tell I always tell him, like, yeah. bro. I mean, you're a big time musician. You learn all the instruments that that could be played possibly. Mm-hmm. So it's like for him playing not a year, it's it's like. Nothing. Me uh-huh. playing a whole year is like, what was that? Oh, yeah, Mark played right? Yeah, I play bass, but... Oh, you play bass? Yeah, I play like right bass. on. I've been playing with him for a minute, too. Yeah. But... So you feel like you lose it if you don't keep at I, it, and yeah. you're like... Yeah. And with him, it's like nothing. It's like, I can take a whole year off, and I'll come back and pick yeah. up where I left off. I, I, I mean, it's like, it's kind of like soccer, I guess. Uh-huh. There's people that are born with the talent, and uh-huh. they'll catch a fast, and they Hey, well, this motherfucker's good, bro. He Look... I know this is everybody's first introduction to Luis, but Luis is a good-ass musician. In 2020, he sent me an instrumental. Fucking awesome. I bro- Actually, matter of fact, he sent me an instrumental after he had already sent me, I think, two previous ones. When me and my brother were still in Colorado, we wrote to those. I'm not, I think they might still be in the vault. And then they're in the vault. Dude, and then, and then later on that year, he sent me another instrumental. I wrote to that one. This, you're fucking good, bro. Not only do you play good, but you actually sing good too, and you don't give yourself enough credit. Oh, believe no, me, I, I, I even regret there was a time in high school. <laughs> these guys made a. It was like a talent show. Uh-huh. And this dude told me for weeks, weeks, like, "Hey, bro, come on, play, play bass." Uh-huh. Was like this talent show, whatever, whatnot. But I mean, in high school, I was the. Um, I wanna be cholo, you know. Yeah. Hey, you know, yeah, you're still a little more urban, you yeah, know. Like, uh, like, I'm not trying to play music. I'm yeah, not artsy. Like, I'm yeah. I'm hard, you know. I'm yeah. like, uh, you know, I was representing certain gangs. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't in and stuff. Yeah, like, like ah, that artsy shit. That's all you, bro. Yeah, so I told him like, nah, bro, because if, if I play with you, mm. like the gang I'm kicking it with, they're gonna like, like dishonor me, or whatever, yeah. you know. And then I heard these guys playing like, <laughs> like fuck, bro. Like I've always liked it. Okay, so like here's how it went down. So it was like a talent show at school, right? Talent for change. Whatever. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right, cool. It's my senior year. I'm like, I don't have really have anything for people to remember me for, so let's just play. Let's do whatever. Let's do it. I asked this dude. I'm like, Mario, please, like, please, <coughs> bro. Like, I am begging you. Like, will you like help me out, please? Uh-huh. Nah, bro. Nah, nah. <coughs> Wait. Hold on, Ben Davis, Dickie. Uh-huh. You know the whole nine so yards. So even back then, you played the bass though. Yeah. So you've always yeah, played um, bass. That's been your main instrument. Uh, I met this cat. Uh, often. Elementary school, so I've known it. Oh, y'all go back, back. Yeah, we go way back. Like, I mean, unfortunately, we met <laughs> inside like the freaking restrooms, but like, uh-huh. that's where, like, I, was at, I, was, I mean, it's a long story, though, uh-huh. but um, I was getting help by a teacher. Mm-hmm. Well, not a teacher, you could say someone that helped somebody that was disabled uh-huh. at that time. And, like, they were helping me, like, stand mm-hmm. up to go to the restroom. Mm-hmm. And then. Next thing you know, I get done doing my business, and I'm about to wash my hands with these dudes right there. Watching me in second uh-huh. suit, and I'm like, hey, what's up? He's like, hey, don't you go to my uh, mom's church? I'm like, yeah. And then... No way. That's where it started. <laughs> no you know, way. Like, like, he, yeah. He church? Yeah. From church. What church? 
it's like in K2K, yeah, like, it's like Christian the church. Yeah, it's a Christian church, and Dang. we always lived, uh, like, what, not even a block. Not even. So, okay, so I got, like, literally, like, from my mom's uh-huh. house to Mario's house, it takes walking, like, three minutes. Huh. Not even three minutes. Oh, that ain't probably nothing. Like a minute, probably, like, a minute or two. Uh-huh. Like, literally, like, you just... And that's just been your fam- both of your guys' family homes for forever? Forever. Like, oh, yeah. Since I was, like, in grade school. Oh, yeah. So, y'all, yeah. shit, y'all go back. That's, like, me and my homie D. Even though me and my homie D aren't that close anymore, that's how we are. I mean, we're just yeah. neighbors. That's, 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 that's how we were. And that's what's up. We grew, grew there, and we, you know, um, of course, our parents made us mm-hmm. go to church at that point. And they had, like, uh, you know, back, well, that church, they call it, like, Grupo de la Banda. People that play up there, yeah. and we were always fighting for a spot. <laughs> and and man, it, none of you guys wanted to be the drummers. It's cause okay, so like the way I learned like, a whole bunch of stuff was out of necessity. Uh huh. Like I started playing like the conga. Uh huh. Cause I was like, hey, uh, can I play with you guys? I literally just went up there and I was like, hey, uh, can I play with you guys? Uh, uh, all right, bet. Huh. Yeah, cool. So I come practice six o'clock Saturday. I'm like, all right, bet I'll be here. So I started playing, right. and then from there, I just hopped on the drums, and I was like, all right. That's badass that you've been like bassist though, because that's been my instrument. Yeah, yeah, and then trying. him, we had to teach because he started off on the conga. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, hey, that's like, why I imagine like like some kind like, of percussion or something. Because yeah, like, everybody always wants to do percussion, whether it's like a little snare yeah, or whether it's like you know yeah. like congas or something. Fucking yeah! It was like a, it was like the cycle. He started he started off with the congas and moved to the drums, and uh-huh. then I came in and jumped on the congas, uh-huh. and then he hopped into other instruments. Man, that's tight. I've always admired people. I've always said that some of the best musically inclined people, like singers and like just instrument like playing wise, came from like the church bands or like the gospel choirs. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's tight as fuck. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's like a whole nother world in that stuff. Though, for real. When you go to like, gospel, it's like that's like something else. Like. <laughs> I've been wanting to try it, you know, when I'm practicing at home, yeah. like, you know, when I get up, I can't do it. So what kind of music would you guys say is, like, your favorite genre to play outside of, like, what you guys started playing? Like, what's your favorite genre now? Like, for me, if, I always told him, I'm like, if, if there was a cumbia or a bachata band out there, let's do it. Let's do it. I, yeah. I join because I feel like cumbia and bachata, anyone huh. is going to dance to it no matter where you at. <laughs> That's tight. Even if you go to, like, yeah. a freaking, like, uh-huh. They're gonna get. They're, they're gonna, gonna find they're the gonna groove. They're gonna be like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. I'd say I'm a. I'm a mix. I'm a mix between like a jazzy, fucking drugged up rock. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just kind of like tripping, like tripping, like trippy, yeah. trippy rock. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at, honestly, because I like playing the delays. Uh-huh. Effects, that's how I've always been doing chords yeah. and stuff like that. But I'm like shredding stuff, but it's not like like slash shredding uh-huh. like other bands that I've heard and stuff like that. I'm like, nah, you guys are pretty good. It's more like yeah, like you're stuff. less technical, and more ambiance. Yeah, I feel you. That's how I was because I was never really like technical in my solos. But shit, if I fucking threw a delay on there or like a reverb and got the right tone, it's like whoa, man, yeah. it's like a whole other feel. Yeah, I've always felt it's like it's like painting with audio. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like control, like when you're like delays are something like very very special if you really think about it. Oh yeah, you're like repeating the note and you're like you have to have control over what uh-huh. happens, so you have to think ahead and music and stuff like that. So you're like, fuck. Here's a trippy thought, right? 
Imagine, because, you know, it, at the end of the day, it is an audio wave, right? Uh-huh. Imagine if you could visualize it. Like, like if you saw it, like in person, like, like, as, yeah, like, as you played it, like, you looked over at the amp and you could see the little wave, like, it was like a, like a green color, like a purple color. And you just saw, like, the purple just kind of radiate like off it, the like amp. Like, I was playing yeah. it out, like, frang, frang, yeah. frang, frang, So, at first you play a regular, doom, you just kind of see it just kind of, like, flies off into the room. Right. And then you hit that shit with the delay and then you, you see that shit turn into waves. Then you start jamming, you make a loop with hella loops and shit. Bro, that's how I imagine playing is. Like, because when I build a loop, I imagine it like, how am I painting the space? It's like, how am I texturing, adding texture to the space, you know? Okay, so like, let me ask you this. So is that how you visualize yourself in, like, a song? Like, yeah. through a song? Oh, yeah. It's like, how do I, how am I going to paint this space? It's less of more, it's less of what am I going to say and more of, like, how does it make the thing feel? Like I like sometimes I even like mumbles mumble certain lyrics or like I'll go into it and I'll like mumble like a melody or something and I'll add lyrics that fit that mumble that whatever that mumble sounded like like if I go mm-hmm, I'm like all right well here I am yeah I'll do that I, I know what you're you know what I'm saying like I'll be like and here I am didn't mean shit to me but it's like whatever I mean it kind of did because at the end of the day it's like I had to choose it out of like here I am instead of like here goes ham or something right but like it had more to do with the way it sounded in the picture. If that makes sense, yeah, like that's the way I've always that's the way I've always kind of felt music was like more like a vibe, more like a, an ambiance. And like, how'd you how'd you learn like instruments? Did you? Like, I was never formally taught. I was always yeah, uh, I was always just vibing by, by myself by ear. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of weird. Yeah, that's that, that's interesting. Mark, I wonder if that creates. I wonder if that creates that style of musician over, perhaps a, a musician that would want more like, syncopated rhythm, because then that would be more technical, right? Because like, once you learn the the technicality of it, you know what rhythm to switch, you know what note to jump to. You kind of want to perform more, uh, something more synchronic, something more in synchronicity. Whereas opposed to if you didn't learn that way and you're more of a vibe person, you're like, oh, I'm freeform. Well, the way I see like a song, like when I play it or listen to it, it's more of like a place, like hmm. more of me like going through that, a place. dude. Yes. Okay, so I'll, here's a random question. Uh, so I've always I've always thought like you know if you had to lose a sense I would not want to lose my sense of hearing, because music to me, it's like you said it's like entering other worlds. Like I'll listen to like a rock song and I'll be like oh this song is badass and like I'll feel a certain energy you know you kind of like almost feel like better about yourself. But then you listen to like a techno song with the right vibe and then you're like fuck you're like fuck yeah like yeah it's like it's just like it's like another world like you said. So, like the right techno song or like the right ambiance, like house vibe, she'll make me feel a whole, whole another way. Funny story about that. So I'm at work, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and so at my job, you can't like, I mean, you can't have your headphones in or whatever. Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, fuck it, whatever, I'm going to do it. So, but they'll let you listen to music on the speaker or whatever. Uh-huh. Like but, a little Bluetooth speaker set at the side? Yeah. Uh-huh. So that day I had my headphones in though because I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm not about to be here like this. Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. So... I'm over here listening to music, and I say, you know what? Random thought pops in my head. It yeah. says, Italian rock. Interesting. See what that is? The Spotify uh-huh. into like the search thing? I'm like, all right, bet. I go through this first playlist. I'm like, oh, I'm not really feeling this song. It was kind of like a poppy, like, uh-huh. kind of vibe. Uh, second song, nah, I'm cool on that. Like, went through it. Because I first go through, like, the first 30 seconds to see if it's, like, 
if it gets me, like that's I've always weird, felt like, that way too. Like if the song doesn't get you off the bat, yeah, like it's it like does, you skip. It doesn't freaking hook me in. Yeah. So I go to the second one. That's interesting, dog. And there was a point <laughs> where I couldn't like get the phone, and I'm like, I can't change the song right uh-huh. now. So I'm like, I gotta like. You just let it. it. Yeah. So it started like out kind of like a Ramstein type uh-huh. song, uh-huh. and I'm like. my day and everything and it's in like italian and i'm like all right okay i'm like all right this is cool so get to the next one after that i'm like no i'm cool with this next one after that i'm like holy the same thing happens Mm -hmm. i can't get to my phone but it like Mm -hmm. like first 30 seconds i'm like all right this sounds familiar but then i'm like all right like this thing got me i'm like dude out of the whole playlist at Mm -hmm. least like 30 songs those two songs because of the first 30 seconds, when I'm listening to the song, I'm like, I can kind of like visualize myself mm-hmm. inside of it going through this place. Like, uh-huh. like just like looking around, like, I, I don't know what the fuck, uh-huh. but like, my brain can feel like, oh, kind of like a museum, but like a very mm-hmm. fucking fast museum that's going through the, like a sound. Does that make sense? Like a, like a wall, like a wall of sound, like it's a, like a soundscape, like a place, but except it's sound. Yes. It's. In a way, like you're in a place, I could. I can see kind of like see myself in like my like head in third person, like going through this place, uh-huh. and then it's like the guitar or like the bass. That is fucking. And you're like paying attention to that. You're like, oh, dude, you're would, this. would you say that you, on a small, on maybe like on a very minor scale, have like a what they consider synesthesia? What is that? Like or like sound <laughs> or like you synesthesia is like where you visual where you visualize sound. Like where like you listen to sound, but you you picture you like you have a picture, like it's almost like a cheap way of saying like you already imagine a music video to it. Yeah. But it's like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's synesthesia. Yes, because I'm like I can see it like a movie. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like you're. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, that's dope. That's dope. That, that's kind of the I way I I hear songs. Day. So like I learn a song, I listen to a song, and I can like picture it. I'm like, oh shit, that's tight. Yeah. That's cool as fuck. Okay, so let me ask you this. What's up? What was the very, 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 very first encounter that you had with music that you were like, oh, okay. At the very, like, youngest, like, part of your life. That I could probably remember it was probably one of two things. It was either a song that I really liked. Well, I guess my very first, first, first encounter was probably being really, really young, starting to, like, build memories, and it was, like, biblical music. Yeah, I think my mom had like some kind of like a, like a cassette tape back in the day, and it was like a bunch of Christian songs. And I remember this song in particular is like, uh, "He's got the whole world in his hands." He's got so it's just like a little Christian tape. Yeah, and then the next one, the next like big monumental song that really made an impact was a uh, Marc Antonio Solis's song uh, "Si No Te Hubiera Sido." And the reason is because that song my mom used to fuck with that song hella hella heavy. And given how like before that I was. Still young, Christian influence, still thinking about God and all that. Yeah. To me, that motherfucker looks like Jesus. Right. So I was like, "Yo, this song yeah, is a bomb." <laughs> yeah. So and and the song is dope as hell. Like the way it was like arranged. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that song was fire. So it's like that that one, and then probably my next one would have to be more kind of like trauma based. So then it's like where right my parents started started fighting. They had a little stack of CDs, and it, uh, it was like a little band that probably nobody really knows about called Small Empty Soul, and some yeah, of their songs I used yeah, to I used yeah. to listen to them. 
like broken broken bottle or bottom bottom of a bottle and some other shit. Yeah. I used to fucking like, yeah, you know, I was like fucking kid. Like, what the <laughs> fuck do I know rapping? You know, singing these songs. But you know, that's those are probably my f- first three before I started. You know, kind of growing and developing with music. Yourself, yeah. But those are my three ones. If I had to say, what were yours? So this memory in particular, I remember it very vividly. And we still lived in California. We didn't move back to California until like I was like four. Probably around the time my I mom went from like church to church to church. She was like, mm-hmm. whatever, finding like, so we went from Mormon church, like Catholic, like Baptist, you name it. Mm-hmm. And in California, that's like, you can't find anything anywhere. Oh, yeah. On the corner. I'm surprised you didn't stumble into yeah. like Scientology. Yeah, right? <laughs> so they have this chorus that's singing, mm-hmm. and this dude that's playing piano. And I remember like a long note that they were all singing at the same time. I could hear the dude's voice, I could hear this chick's voice, and this other chick's voice, and I'm like... They were just, like, perfectly harmonized. I'm like, bro, yes. I'm like, I'm like, I didn't even... Shit, I was, like, fucking three, three years old, Like, like we were saying earlier, man, church choirs? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what in the fuck is that? I'm, like, sitting paying attention and shit like that, and that's, like, the very first, like, memory that I have. Man. And then from there, uh, we had, my dad used to, like, be big time in Back in the yeah, day, back like, in the you know? little magazines they get in the mail. Yeah, so <laughs> we had a st- like hella CDs, bro. Like, yep. They had hella CDs. I would listen to like Ezequiel Peña, like all uh-huh. like the freaking merengue, a whole bunch uh-huh. of stuff. Uh, yeah, we sort of hella like, shit. Everything. We even had like La Bamba, like soundtrack there too. <laughs> That's funny. Remember all that? You weren't. Dude, mine was with yeah. Con Vicente. Really? That was mine. That was my thing when I was remember as a little boy. R.I.P. Uh, man. Every time for my like birthday, I'll be like, uh-huh. Yeah, the big Vicente. Vicente. <laughs> That's Vicente tight. Vicente was my dude. That dude. I mean, I grew up with him. Um, man. I mean, there's not. I mean, in El Salvador, in las cantinas, es lo que más uh-huh. pegaba. Vicente era lo que. En la cantina era. It was your to go. Uh-huh. There was nothing else. That okay. You were here up there, and, and ever since cuando cuando mi mamá me cargaba y pasaba uh-huh. por el mercado, uh-huh. Vicente was popping. Man. You know, and so every time every, from our birthday he's like no me pongan en el feliz cumpleaños uh-huh. no, ni nada uh-huh. it's, it's throw me some Vicente you know like, that, that was my birthday song and there's, I stuck to that and you can tell it's good even when I get in my feelings and I'm drinking uh-huh. or whatever it's like yeah fuck it throw them on throw the OG Chente we like, were actually just talking about him earlier like I don't know how to play R.I.P. R.I.P. oh yeah do you think do you think his legacy is more recognized for his earlier half of his music or his later, later legacy? I'd say probably like the beginning. The, the beginning? Really, because I remember real well, you know, I mean, just everyone talked about him. Mm. Everything. I mean, we're talking when he even started in movies. Mm. I True. mean, I'm telling you, I was, what, like six? See, I guess I don't know that that much about him. Yeah, like when I was, I was like six, and they were already talking about like, oh, the first película. And, mo- and my mom loved him because, look, my mom is like, so he's a- you can ask him, my mom is Christian, Christian. Mm-hmm. And my mom would just be like, hey, me gusta escuchar y me gusta ver las películas de Chente. Because nunca hablaba mal. Yeah. Like, all his movies were, like, about, like, caring or uh-huh. getting heartbroken. Yeah. And most of his music, there was no cussing. Yeah. And my mom was like, I love that guy. I'm like, oh, all right. I, I got a mom that's Christian yeah. that loves one guy that... You know, bro, Chente like all across the board. I think he's warming anybody's heart. 
So, I got a funny story about that one, too. So, back in the day, my dad, before he, like, turned Christian, too, bro, my dad was wild. <laughs> my dad was wild. So, he had his buddies over, and they were drinking at the house. And um, we lived right in front of, like, the school, the elementary school where I met Mario. Mm-hmm. And then to the bus stop, it's two more houses. Mm-hmm. So, this lady lived in the corner. And so, it says, this lady was this white lady, and, like, came out, like, always in her gown. I'm like, kind of, like, nah, we shouldn't go there. Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird. So, estaban tomando la casa, mi papá y sus amigos, they were, like, drinking at the house, whatever. I'm like, cool. So, they're playing chente. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> The uh, the uh, lady starts walking by, and then she's all like getting close by, and I'm just like looking around because all my friends are like my friend's dad's like, like they're all packing the stuff or whatever, like getting their stuff, getting ready to get out of there, and they're like fucking looking around like this lady's about to call the cops and shit. So she gets close by and she's all like, oh why are they leaving? And then they're like, no ya no vamos porque le va a llamar a la policía. Yeah. Like, Fuck, bro. <laughs> so. My husband used to like that music. She oh, like, shit. Yeah. She's like, can you guys keep playing it? I'm like, damn. Right. That's lit. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's like that fucking meme. I saw this video. It was like uh, this lady at the gas station and shit. She's over here talking. Apparently, she's like, the dude's in the car. thought She was telling him to turn the music down. Yeah. And they're like, what you want? It's like, that, that song. Turn it up. Turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that lady was like. She goes, hey, no, I wasn't, I wasn't tripping. Play that shit. My husband used to like that. <laughs> Yeah, man. Hey, rest in peace to the OG. If I'm not mistaken, it was just recently, in it? Last year? Yeah, yeah. Last yeah, year? Yeah. That's a, a Mexican legend. That's one so of the it, guys it, that we were like, I mean, I thought, I was like, man. I was like, bro, like, he lasted. He lasted, and the thing, all his sons mm-hmm. uh, went with his legacy, too. Like, you know, all singers. And, man, it's like, like right now, Luis has two mm. daughters. Imagine those two daughters follow follow the same steps. Grow up and play guitar and shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's Let a family band right there. That's just tight. Like his wife to sing. Man. <laughs> but imagine he had all his sons. You know, man. You know, even the even the oldest ones still out there doing big concerts. Look, 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 not not to not to take this conversation too trippy or too esoteric or whatever. But the other day I was talking about it with my cousins and stuff, and I think it was actually mentioned on probably like my previous podcast how how crazy it is that like just a couple years ago stuff like that wouldn't necessarily be imagined you know like well i guess i guess there's always been music but like to think that in like the last generation somebody was like huge and became an icon off of singing and singing like passionately with his fucking dress you know and like that really authentic mexican way you know like Two, two, three generations ago, there wasn't really entertainers like that. Shit. We were fucking fighting to keep stay alive. Yeah. Our grandparents, can you imagine the shit our grandparents went through? From when they were born to like now, or if they, you know, if they passed, you know, rest in peace, but like the shit that they saw. Well, one thing's for sure, I can tell you that gas was cheap back then. Oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Dude, right now. That's for sure. God damn. Yeah, you see the ads from back in the day? Yeah, gas was. Like, I think about my grandparents. Like, my grandparents are like 90 years old. The shit that they went through is crazy, just technology-wise, you know? My grandma is, like, I think she's going to be, like, 70 this year. It's oh a long God. time, being alive. Yeah, that is a long, long time. Like, that's, that's, that's dope that we've made it as far as humanity. Even yeah. my dad, like, I got, my dad has one picture of himself when he was young. One? That picture looks, like... The grainy? It's, like, a little classic, you know, old yeah. photographs. 
Like him on the beach with some corduroy pants and like oh, a freaking shit. button up shirt with like no shoes and just like life must have been different. Frozen. Yeah, same thing for my mom, man. Mm-hmm. She had a picture where she was just chilling, you know. So if I'm not mistaken, earlier you were saying you're from Minnesota, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right on. Yeah, no. Um, all of, like you said, yeah, maybe, uh-huh. maybe what they went through, like like we say, a lot of things were much much cheaper. But my mom went through. To uh, work on Salvador. So, that's what like, I'm saying. You know, like the like this. Uh, she tells me, you know, that, that there's times where she would be a whole week. Mm. Puro, puro panillava, you know. Fuck. That, like, like, can we imagine like what Ukraine's going through right now? Oh, bro. Like we're separated yeah. from it because we're here in the U.S., but yeah. it's like they're literally getting hit right now. Yeah. Man, I was watching some video and I'm like, dude, like, I'm like, this can't be real. Like this is <laughs> this is happening. Yeah, like to think. Sometimes, you know, like, I don't know, um, I don't know if you, if you ever feel it, but like me that I, <laughs> I tend to drink almost every day, you guys, I mean, I, I try to stop, but it's hard, but sometimes I'm like, man, you know, like, I read the Bible a couple times, mm-hmm. and, and there's parts in the Bible that says what certain things are going to mm-hmm. happen when, you know, like, La Venida Dios mm-hmm. is getting close by and everything. It's, it's, like, it's eerily, it's eerily close. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what, this. I remember this being in the Bible. I know, I know this is in the Bible for real. My my pops right now, he's he's really into it, and he's telling me right now, he's like, hey, it says that that region of Russia is gonna kick shit off at the end. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, you better watch yourself. I was like, Fuck. Yeah, you know, and then it's like we got a president where I don't. Yeah, he's cool, but do I trust? Nah, mm-hmm. like, well, it's better than Trump, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, even though him and him and Putin kind of have like some kind of weird, on the low kind of cool relationship. Yeah, so it's like uh, probably call each other like. I think it's like frenemies, though. Frenemies. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna bomb you because I, you know, you try. It's the minute you send a missile, I'm sending three. It's yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, I just went and saw Putin. Fuck that guy. Look, you know, you guys want to know what's crazy? The other day. I didn't see the actual breakdown of it, right? But it was like, um, like if you had the rice, right? And it's like how much rice a million dollars is versus how much rice a billion dollars is versus a trillion. Yeah. To think that there's billionaires out there, multi-billionaires, compared to what a million is. We were just talking about that right now. <laughs> it's like, fuck, dude. We were just talking about Messi's life right now. We were just talking Who's? about like, Messi. Messi. Oh, the soccer player? Yeah. Dude, to think that... We actually were saying something about that earlier, too, about the WNBA versus <laughs> NBA. Oh. Like, to think that there's people out there that are making, like, Crazy money. Yeah, we were looking at his Does lifestyle. Make a shit ton of money? His, his oh, yeah. salary, I think right now at PSG is, is it, it, it was like about, forty-seven. It's between forty-one What's and PSG? forty-seven. I don't know where he went uh, after sports. It's a uh, it's a soccer team in Paris, oh. uh, Paris Saint Germain. Um, I mean, he's, so that's what soccer players do is go out of states to make more money. Well, if well, well I mean, we're talking about a player that like was he he beat. A lot of records. Oh, it's just him. That, yeah, yeah, it's just him itself that oh. that he he makes tons of money based off his history, just himself. Mm-hmm. His image. If anything, it's not so much his game. His image itself. It's what sells it. <laughs> I mean, you you wear you wear the the shirt Messi. You're, you're gonna find it expensive. Yeah. You're literally paying him already. But we were seeing that he gets paid between forty-one and forty-seven million, million dollars. Just to play. And if you break it down yeah. monthly, monthly this dude's getting like what 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 it was? Yeah, like, it was, uh, it was like, yeah, please. Uh, it was eight hundred ninety thousand something like that. Two later, real quick, cause I have that hit right there. God damn! Like okay, check this out. So like, 
I don't know how much you guys care about Kanye West, but that's kind of I don't really follow sports, so I kind of follow more so like music and entertainment. But Kanye West sells these little things called the the stem players. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about. He made he made. Oh, you fuck around with it, dude. I have it upstairs. I have to bring it down here so you guys fuck around with it. Yeah, if you if you could. So, dude, he made two million dollars in a night. Thank you, I see you play with that thing, dude. Two point five million in a night, off these shoes today. I all right. <laughs> this is crazy. Okay, <laughs> have you guys ever seen those foam runner shoes? Yes. They're like the one, the ones I wear to work recently. Yeah, okay, they yeah, they look uh, like Crocs, but they look like uh, Crocs, even weirder, <laughs> like a bionicle Croc. I saw that. I was like, bro, this dude looks like he's about to take like, <laughs> <I'm running> like, <laughs> It's a bionicle Croc, bro. Okay, so tell me why today. He had six different versions of them on sale on his website. It all drops at 9 o'clock in the morning. The minute it went on, I had five computers ready to go. All of them. All of them were in queue. They sold out in 20 minutes. This guy makes millions every week. Okay, but you know what I think it is there, though? It's because it's Kanye, though. Like The hype? Yes. Absolutely. All right, so check this out. This is the stem player, right? I know we don't have a video format of the podcast, but the audio format for you guys who haven't seen it, I'm busting out the stem player right now. It's Kanye's new device, so his, his it's his little thing to kind of like combat the music industry. So you know how the music industry, as a musician, you spend all this time, for one, dealing with the pain, the fucking lyricism, the, 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 the talent that has to go into being able to craft a song, whether it's just lyrically or even more so lyrically and instrumentally. So it's, so it's grueling. It's years of talent, years of everything. So you take all of that, and then on top of that, the cost that it's going to take to record, the cost that it's going to take to mix and master, and then the releasing cost, only to drop it on Spotify and get paid a fraction of a cent for every stream. So his way to circumvent the system was, fuck all that shit. I'm going to drop this device. You pay $200 for it once, but then anything I drop from here on out, you have access to it so long as you go to my website and download it onto it. How long would it take you as an as a fan, and not and not that the goal is to milk money out of you, but as a fan, somebody that you support. Let's say even if it's a local band, you know, like uh. Okay, hold on. Let's so, say if we I had a band. I pay two hundred bucks for that device, right? Yes. And from there, like I get to have Kanye's music for free. Yeah. After. After. Anything that he drops. You don't have to. You don't have to pay for the albums. So, so hold on, but there's more to it. I'll show you guys what what's the what's the dope shit about it afterwards. But let's say let's say we were in a band, okay. right? How how many streams do you think a fan would have to listen to us, a diehard fan who's like, yo, I want to go to every single show, I want to buy every single piece of merch. How many streams would they have to listen to our music for us to get two hundred dollars out of them? A couple mil, probably. Maybe not that much, but a lot, right? Yeah. Whereas opposed to this, you pay two hundred, you know, and then you got it. You got it, cause it's like, and then it's all him, you know, like which is not not the purpose to make him richer, yeah. But like he's setting the example to let it be known to other independent artists. There's different ways to go about this. If you have a fan base and you have a following that really really invests in you, you could drop some hardware, you can drop a software, you could drop an app, and people will go. So long as you have the people who believe in you. But check this out. Okay, so this is the this is the niche thing about. It. So, it comes preloaded with his new album, Donda 2, and Donda 1, which is released on all streaming platforms to finish his contract 
which allowed Donda 2 to be released independently with the incentive of only being on this. Okay. So you can either play the music regular. So right now, we're listening to uh, the game and Kanye West's song, Easy, right? So it allows you to listen to all the stems. You can take certain things out. All right, you didn't want to listen to those instruments, right? Let's say you want to take out uh, the drums. So this is, the, this is the simplest way to draw people in. You can manipulate the stems. You just want to listen to the instrumental. But what I like about it is the other shit you can do with it. Say you want to slow it down. Let's say you want to slow it down and chop it up. Now here's the dope part. If you like this, there's a function that allows you to re to record this, make it its own file, upload that to the computer as a USB drive, okay. and then put that into GarageBand and make a loop out of it. So he's giving you almost like a a, a sampling device in your hand. You know what that is? It's giving you the creativity to find samples in music, and then it's up to you to whether or not you're gonna do something with it. That whole process, I have to do it. Huh. Huh. And that's what I do, like literally, like that's like a mixer, right? That you got a mixer and you've got a couple effects, and I'm like, wow, this is pretty genius. <laughs> now, not only can you do that, but you that reverb. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. So how long did it take you to like get familiar with this? Probably a good two, three days, which is not necessarily two, three days, twenty-four hours, but two, three days fucking around with it for like an hour or two. Because just looking at it right now, you know what the launch pad is? Uh -huh. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard the name, but I can't say I familiarized myself with the concept or software or nothing. Okay, so Ableton. Ableton. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Ableton. I'm gonna get all kind of technical. Go for it. Go for it. So the way this works is you have the ability to record, mm -hmm. um, let's say, like, in clips uh -huh. and be able to trigger those clips. Or you can, like, there's another view because it's, like, mm -hmm. it's called session view. You can actually make a session like a regular DAW, which is what people use, the program that people use to record. Uh -huh. So you have channel one, two, three, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's how you record so um, you can actually do this with this thing called a launchpad. It's got like 64, it's like a 64 by 60, like not 64, but it's like something, but I can't remember right now, but something by something, a little grid, uh -huh. a little like pad. And each so pad you can like click triggers a sample. Like, yeah, to start and whatever. That's what this reminds me of because you can like literally take So that, from here you could chop up samples, load them, and then make, and it, make it a grid. Oh shit. So this is like the perfect cropping tool then. Yeah. It's like this is pretty cool. This like is this is the sample finder and then you just load that into your pad. Yeah. Oh shit. Like if you, because okay, think about it like this. I think you can isolate the drums, you can isolate just the bass. Yeah. So I think this was geared more like like let's say I'm like at the airport. Uh -huh. I'm do I like I'm inspiration comes at any time. Like, yeah. yeah. I've learned that. Like, 
morning. Uh-huh. Like, do I really want to bust about everything? All right, let's do it. <laughs> so work. It comes at any time. So uh-huh. you're like, this is handheld. You're literally walking to the bathroom and just or like making yourself a sandwich yeah. or whatever. Like, Dude, I've said. I, okay, I've only said it one time, right? But I said this is the musician's fidget toy. It's like if you're a musician, if you're like, if you like fucking around with instruments, that's your fidget toy. That's perfect. That's the best thing for you. It's tight, right? And and to think that you know you have the exclusivity of listening to his album. You know he has a couple of different songs on here that are only from his record. Oh yeah, yeah. You could you have the ability to to go to the website and you could uh, upload any YouTube link, SoundCloud link, MP3 file, whatever. And the the stem player website will try its best to isolate the stems. There might be a little bit of feedback from one to the other, but for the most part, it does it pretty good. And you can put whatever song on there. Dude, it's not it's it's hey it's not it's not bad, brother. It's, I think it's a it's a dope device, and like I said, it's a definitely a like a. a <laughs> Dude, I should, huh? A little stem player from a good. So you know how to read music f- formally, like sheet music? I or how do you do it? Tab- tablature? No, it's more like... No, 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 it's like... It's like most of the mm. time, say, say I forget a note. Huh. I, got, I got to know my people, of course, but I've had Louis my entire life with me and all huh. the time daily. So if I, if I get lost, I'll look at Luis and whatever bass note he's in, I already know where I'm at now. Huh. So it's kind of more visual for me. If I mm. if I see that, so like if you loud, look over, it's like, yeah. oh okay, okay. Uh, it, oh okay, yeah, okay, I know where I'm at now. You know, mm. so it's kind of weird for me. It's more like that. It's not like most, most people like to have the music sheet. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel I feel stupid having the, the music huh. sheet. I feel like you, you feel I, better grooving. Yeah, like I didn't get taught by ear for no reason. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like if I got taught by ear, then I should know where I'm at. Man, sometimes with Mario, like Mario surprises me. Like, he literally, like, we were, I think we were in high school still, and then you're like, hey, bro, let's go to Musician's mm-hmm. Friend, and I'm like, no, not Musician, what was it, uh... Guitar Center? No, it was, uh, on Shawnee Mission Parkway, right by Power Play, oh, What was it called? Oh. Music? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 no, my uncle used to work there, but I can't remember what the fuck it's called. Uh, Funky Monkey? I think it was, yeah, Funky, Funky Monkey, Monkey Music. Monkey. Yeah. yeah. That's what we thought. Let's go. And I'm like, alright. Funky Monkey. Funky Music. Funky yeah. monkey, bro. Funky Damn. Monkey. <laughs> I remember I got a, I got a, I think it was like a effect pedal from there once. All right, let me yeah. start way throw back. I used to take classes there when it was called the Music Jam. Oh, shit. Way yeah. back when they were still like right there by uh-huh. the liquor store. Like, that was way back. What the fuck? So, I remember going with his mom to go pick him up. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, like, Mario's like, all right, let's go, uh, let's go to Funky Monkey because they got this thing, this dude that's going to come. Mm. I'm like, all right, cool. So I didn't know at the time, but Mario was like, this dude like that was second to bass player. You know, uh, Victor, Victor Wooden? Wooden? The name sounds familiar, but I don't know what uh, band he played he's in. A ba- he's a big, big time. Oh, yeah, I, I, know, I know the names very uh, respected, 
But uh, oh, what band was he in? Victor Wooten. He's he's not much of a band. He's just a, he's a, a bass player. Like a studio like, musician. Yeah, he's just yeah. a bass player that does concerts. Yeah. With bass and everything. So his friend. Yeah, the second. <laughs> it's like this is the second band yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> for him. He was gonna come to give a mm-hmm. class and come on, it's free. And mm-hmm. I'm like, let's go. I'm like, right, you're like, why not? It's like, fuck. Yeah, it's like he's gonna show us how to play the bass. Like, I'm over here getting out of school. I'm like, it's a Friday. Yeah, it's like he's weekend. All right, let's go. And at this time, we were still playing at church. That's why on my mind, I'm like. Yeah, that's like the way I used to jam. So he just kept layering, yeah, with, and, yeah, he, and kept he made like, it sound hella tight, or what? Yeah, like, like well, what what he do? Was he changing like the knobs to like give it more like set that, more uh, treble and shit? Yeah. Oh he wow. Had five string, but five he had string. that uh, box pedal. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Man, it's like a it was like a multi effect, yeah. multi effect looper kind of like shit. Yeah, like the big pedal, or probably have like maybe like three or four um, pedals that he could press in. Mm-hmm. That'll make you loop into it. Shit. But I tried by him. What this dude Bruh. did special was he did the drums on, on the bass. Uh-huh. He did like a melody. He did what like a harmony to it. Fuck. He did like. He was slapping that bitch and, and everything? On, on like bass. No joke, really? On the bass. Like he was like. <laughs> I was like, bro, like. What is going on? <laughs> what the like, fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, like, shit. Well, Imagine there's like 17 year old kids just sitting in like freaking Funky Yo, Monkey on, watching this dude. Alright, d- taking <laughs> it back. Mind blown. That's crazy. <laughs> that funky Monkey, bro. Victor <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Victor, <laughs> what the fuck? Yo, uh, taking it back to Sid's crib. I'll never forget. My uncle, okay, so one of my uncles is like a traveling musician with like a Mexican. Apparently it's like a. He's using the name and he's not supposed to be, allegedly. <laughs> you know, but he's traveling and shit, and he, you know, he gets gigs and stuff like that. But one of the people that ended up playing with him used to play was a traveling musician with Santana, and like he came over to the house, and I was like, I'm just a teenager, right? Like, how the fuck am I supposed to believe this guy? So he goes, Oh, we could jam for you. So they go downstairs and they plug into our instruments. You know, back in the day, we used to have all our instruments in the basement. Dude, they jam the fuck out to uh, the intro, which is I can't remember what it's called, but like something about gypsies, blah 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 blah, into Black Magic Woman, just like the way it sounded on the record. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I was like, okay. I believe you, now. I believe you. I was like, you probably traveled with him for a summer. <laughs> I, like, I, I like you. Yeah, I was like, y'all fucking good. Yeah, that's yeah, that's wow. crazy. In your basement. <laughs> that, in my basement, bro. That's tight. Dude, some I, of the best things that I've, like, 
experience have been like the randomest, like in the random in basements, bro. Like, okay, so there's this band, badass band called the Marmalakes. Uh-huh. The Marmalakes. Marmalakes. Instead of Marmalades. Marmalades. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> so uh, Marmalakes. My homie is like, hey, uh, my other homie's having this band. It's like a like house full of dudes. They're all fucking stoned uh-huh. and shit like that. Bro, I kid you not. I walk up in there. It's like wholesome, like like brotherly love, like indie love. <laughs> Man. So it's just like we're just chilling there, like with the bands, and like they haven't even started playing. I don't even know who the hell these dudes are. I just pull up and I'm like, all right, but they're like, you want some drinks? I'm like, by the way, they had some. Uh-huh. Oh man, Jungle Juice is always <laughs> kickstarted a good night. So they start playing, right? Like they all go downstairs, get ready. We're in the basement. I'm talking about like probably like probably like 30, 40 people inside of a basement. And um, <laughs> can't move there. Man, everybody, bro, was just into it. This band is like, what kind of like, music was it? Like indie, like like just like uh. But what type of indie? More like a like a dinosaur junior type of indie, or like a like a modest mouse gets a little heavy. Kind of follows like the soft, soft heavy, soft heavy structure indie. More like a three piece band because I don't. I, it's hard. It's hard to describe. Like, it. yeah, yeah, it's hard to describe. Did, did you ever check out one of the bands here locally that was called the uh, Author and the Illustrator? I've heard of that. The Author and the Illustrator. Dude, they're probably one of my favorite bands here locally. They're really good. Like so, are you currently in a band right now? No, I'm not. At all? No, I'm not. You used to play in some good-ass bands, bro. I used to play in some good-ass bands, but I have this since moved on, and I'm a studio musician now. <laughs> He's a studio musician slash That's what my wife said. I'm like, if I had to choose, honestly, I would sit at home and play. And play instead? And play and just be here with you guys and collect that money. <laughs> Man, well, look. As somebody who's seen you live, in person, you fucking rock out, dude. I don't, I you you, you shredded. I can't remember what venue it was. But I remember seeing you with your, pre- your previous yeah. band, and that shit, was, you fucking rocked out. Was I was that like, Denver? Oh, yeah. It was at, uh... Oh, that's Steady as Food, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck was that venue called, dude? But you know what I'm talking Son about. Sonacero. <laughs> dude, yes, dude. That was a good-ass night. That was a good night. To this, dude, to this fucking day, bro. What my, what's Are you rocking that shirt? Like, Whoa! Bro, what shirt am I wearing right now? Shout to this out. day, bro. Shout out. Shout out to the Look, not necessarily the band itself, but shout out to you, brother. You rocked yeah, out. Appreciate you, you hooking me up. That was, a good, that was a good night. I followed him. I was a little that was a good night. Uh, uh, guitar carrier. Was... I tried. Whatever I could carry for him, I carried so, it. <laughs> that was tight, bro. Story about that, dude. I got a whole bunch of funny stories. So, like, my friend... Well, I mean, if you guys if you guys went on the rec side, it must have been at most a hundred full package. So yeah, each each no piece. No, 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 no. At most a hundred full package. So each must have been broken down to probably like ten each. So. Almost a hundred, 
God yeah, damn. This, this, kid, like, this kid's like Mario, though. He does yeah. not stop. Oh, oh, no. Go ahead hit him. Yeah, go ahead hit him. Uh, cages. Oh, yeah, no. no. Yeah, like, <laughs> we took care of him, and, like, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> oh, this I, kid I, is crazy. I fucked with him. I'm like, hey, bro, some more edibles or what? And he's like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, my, well, mine's different. I mean, That's like, funny. he introduced me. This, this is a funny story, so for the... Like, especially, like, for you guys. Uh-huh. Uh, this motherfucker already knows here, but... Um, <laughs> so, I don't have a leg. And that's both of my legs. Huh. And once... And this is back when we were still young. Our parents, uh, they went to a church camp. And, and all the youth literally stayed, you know, at their own crib. Mm-hmm. And I stayed at my own crib. He stayed at his own crib. Like a cabin or what? No, no, like... No, I mean, said, they all went. They all went. stayed at home. Yeah, like, we all stayed at home. Oh. What the fuck? I don't remember, but <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, in the age where I'm like, Mom, I don't want to go. And they're like, all right, that's the one that I use, you know? His, Hispanic, Hispanic families be like. Oh, <laughs> I, have four, I have three younger siblings. I think I was like 10 when they were like, all right, you're babysitting every Friday. Oh, Saturday. dude, every time, ever since I was like six, seven, they're like, ah, fuck it, you're here alone. We're going to work. But see, so everyone, everyone left, right? That's tight so, as fuck. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to skateboard at his house, you know, it's, it's like, kind of tarde, you know, the uh-huh. sun's going down, this dude, que vamos a comer, and whatever, and people were starting coming, these guys were rolling blunts after blunt, uh-huh. and he's like, hey bro, you want to try it, and I'm like, I don't know bro, like, uh, like, am I going to die or something, he's like, no bro, you're going to feel relaxed, uh-huh. I'm like, alright, bet, now keep in mind, it's my first time, and I don't have my legs on, I'm half a body, and hey, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm like, all right, take the first hit. I didn't do it right. He's like, bro, no, you didn't do it, bro. You, like, you didn't inhale it. And I'm yeah. like, all right, cool. So I, once I do the good hit and I inhale and then puff it back out, and I cough a lot. A lot <laughs> oh, shit. To a point where with one hit, I got super high where <sighs> these motherfuckers, we had fucking five frozen pizzas in the oven. Oh, shit. Y'all got the munchies like, like, like a motherfucker. We had overcooked. <laughs> we had one guy in uh, his mom's room with a computer looking at a donkey laughing. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, like, yeah. like, tripping. That night the lights went out and everything. Yeah, the lights went Y'all out. Y'all got cooked. And we went under his mom's bed, like right under it. And oh, this dude said, he said, hey, you don't have your lights. Go check. See your <laughs> no! I'm like, I go out there because I'm I don't think about it. I'm, high, I'm super high and I go out there and all you see is a dude flashing a flashlight. And you went yeah, out? No. You see a guy flashing a flashlight through the window. <laughs> Wait, and there was? There, there yeah, was. So there was somebody flashing. The whole, okay, so like the way we, where we lived at, at the house, the you school, like right in front of my house, and then where Mario lives is the, is the <laughs> apartment, like, apartment, like all the way the fuck down there. So I'm guessing like it's hooked up to one thing at the fucking power thing because the whole fucking neighborhood just yeah, the whole neighborhood went out. What the? We're talking. And this whole time, your parents are out of town. Yeah. So we're <laughs> oh, shit. We're having, oh, party. no. At this dude's crib, we have multiple people sitting on the sofa. Everybody's got, chilling and shit. Everyone's like chilling. <laughs> the TV wasn't even working. I don't know why they had it on in the first place. And then, boom, lights went out. Everybody fucking we went to under the, under the bed of no. his mom's room. Hey. Other people, 
was right he was like straight up like he said hella scared he was right next to me too that's the part he was next to me he's like no! I go out there, right, just crawling. Like in like a military position when we're going out there. And you but see a guy flashing a light. The rest of the used yeah. to go. You see a guy flashing a light through the window. I'm like, dude, someone's here. No. My guy was tripping and everything. I'm tripping because I'm God, high. Dude. I'm, I'm this high. <laughs> and what, what was it like? Maybe like 20 minutes later, boom, lights come back. Uh-huh. Like everybody. Lights come back. Like, go back to and this, What? And we're the talking two fuck? in the morning, right? How do you like, how do you guys know that this really happened? It did. It did. You know why? Here. This is how I know what happened. This is how I know what happened. So and we're talking what? This was that happened between one and two o'clock in the morning. It comes to like about three. I remember the the time because uh-huh. I know what the, the time I left. I'm like, dude, I gotta go, bro. I'm too high. I'm sleepy. I gotta go. Now, get this. Once again, I arrived at his mm. house on a skateboard without my legs. Uh-huh. Three in the morning. My smart ass goes the opposite way, ends up in another apartment. And I'm like, wait, this is not my apartment. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, uh, and we're talking like, what, the apartments from his house are literally like maybe two, three minutes. So I'm going on a skateboard uh-huh. down the hill. I'm like, the wrong fucking way. <laughs> I was there in a minute. And I'm over here trying to open a door that wasn't mine. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, this is not my apartment. So I started going to the actual apartments. And at that time, <laughs> I had a guy that patient. like... That lived with us. Uh-huh. He lived with us, and he was pretty cool. He was paying rent and everything, but he was so cool with me. Uh-huh. He actually taught, taught me how to drive and everything. But you see this guy coming at three in the morning, uh-huh. looking for me. He's like Mario. I'm like, hey, like vente a dormir a la casa. And I'm like, but you're not my dad or mom, but you're out here looking for me at three in the morning. Like, like, por qué qué pasó? He's like, también se te fue y no sabía dónde estabas. You know, he's just worried. Yeah. So you know, like the light went out, and I was super high, and. Wait, wait, that's what I was gonna ask. Did he, did he think, did he know you were hot? No, I mean, I he was that type so, of like, guy, you know. He urban was society exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> that was Gucci there, right? And I'm like, you know what? At that time, I was like, you know what? I'm not smoking no more, you know, it's messed me up for my life. I'm done. Now, get this second time, we're at a friend's house, and I don't think he was, oh, yeah, you were, huh? You were there with, with Gio. The time he took yeah. the bong hits? Yeah, so. Oh, man. We were, we were at the apartment. We were just chilling. And this, my other friend, his name is Giovanni. Mm-hmm. He has a bottle of, uh, it's like pink, bo- pink vodka. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that purple shit yeah. that like has the sparkles in it. But it was kind of flavorish in a oh, way. purple shit. It's not hypnotic, is it? No, no, no. No, no, it was, I don't remember it was pink. I remember it was pink, but it was like a vodka bottle. But it was pink. It's so not I mean, a Goschlik. I don't remember, man. I just know it was pink, and I'm like, you know what? And I'm like, you know what? Okay, this dude didn't have nothing else. He didn't have water. He didn't have soda. I'm like, chug, boom, half a bottle. And then I don't know where these guys started getting all the bong, you know, started cooking the weed and everything. I'm like, oh, cool. That's them. As long as you smoke it, I'm gonna get high with the with smoke. Yeah, the second. Yeah, so I'm like, cool. Do your thing. I'm already half a bottle in a vodka. Dude, my other friend Giovanni says, "Hey, bro, here, three dollars. Take a bong hit." And you know, I'm like, "Nah, I'm good, bro." He's like, "Nah, three dollars, bro." And then my mind starts thinking, "I'm like, that's gas, that's lunch." <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Don't hit me that hard. yeah, you know, and I'm like, "I'm gonna do a medium." I'll be fine. Like, fine. I'm Fuck it. Nah, I'll like, fake it. I won't even inhale. So I'm like, <laughs> "So this is me, literally." Uh, I think he had the lighter and he lights it up. I'm like. 
No, no, you didn't do it right. You didn't do it right. You, oh, you couldn't do hard. Shit. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about the $80 the whole time. Yeah, like, just give me Money's 40 at least. <laughs> so I'm like, give me You hear him and the other guy, keep going, keep going. Oh, so like, no. Going, going on it. And then I have it in, and they're like, don't go yet. Help, keep it in there, keep it in there. And I'm like, I keep it. I held it in there. Watch this. Oh, look. I never thought I would receive it in my life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Most people haven't gone upstairs. Lordy. Alrighty. So we're back, guys, for uh, part two of the podcast. You were telling us about the party and about the, what was bong it? Uh, the the bong crazy hit. bong yeah, hit. Yeah, yeah, so if you want to continue from there. For sure, for sure. No, so yeah, we were, we were taking a bong hit and. $80. Oh, yeah, yeah, $80 on the, on the line. $80 on the line. Are you? And, you know, you, you started at that time, you started, well, you weren't thinking so much about gas, but you were thinking about lunch and other stuff, you know. And I was like, all right, bet, you know, let, let's do the bomb hit. And that first one was, was pretty, it's pretty small, but these guys didn't agree with it. So they made me take a bigger one. That big one is the one that. Milky. Yeah. Oh, not, it, nothing but smoke. Nothing. Uh, to the point where, like, after I took the bong hit, man, like, I, I stood up. And I'm like, does any of you guys feel like a little bit faint or is it just me? You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was just me. <laughs> I, I'm thinking about it. I was half a bottle of vodka, and now I just did two bong hits that a person like me oh, yeah. barely does any weed. Low tolerance. Low yeah. tolerance like a motherfucker. Like, so, oh, yeah. I'm here, like. Walking around, then I sit in the sofa and I'm like, my God, I'm still spinning. Oh and yeah. I've seconds later, I'm like, now I gotta go to the restroom, you know. And I'm going to the restroom. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm vomiting. <laughs> oh no. All the alcohol. That's and everything. <laughs> oh fuck no. To a point where I'm literally sleeping, laying down in the bathtub, and you see these guys <laughs> laughing, cracking up. That's <laughs> all I remember. <laughs> and to a point where I'm like, bro, I gotta go home, and I couldn't drive. Uh-huh. So these guys drove me home. Jeez. Who? Him and Giovanni no, were. Where? Who's who's where? Oh yeah, no, 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 he didn't. So. By that time, no, he didn't. He he had moved out with yeah. his fam. But yeah, and so it was him and Giovanni taking me home. Mm-hmm. And these guys, I'm like, dude, it's cool as hell, bro. Turn on the heater. It's like, no, we got the heater. I'm like, no, we don't. <laughs> but this was like summertime. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking yeah, about it's like, like 80, 90 degrees. And you're like, nah, bro. I'm, I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm, turn it on now. And on the way, I'm like, dude, I'm going to die. I'm going to go to hell. I'm going to meet the devil <laughs> and everything. Like, I was paranoid. I was freaking out. You just out. had the chills. I was on the chills. To a point where these guys, we get to my apartment. These guys did not take me inside. They took me inside the, the like, the apartment. But they, they did not take me inside my, my actual bedroom or nothing. Yeah. I mean, of course, so, bro. We, like, knocking on the apartments. And we're like, here's your kitty's all fucked up. Like, we can't but, do that. But they, <laughs> they, they, they didn't knock. No, no one knocked. All they did was just, like, you, like, here, you, like here you go, bro. You like, like worst yeah. fu- <laughs> like, like, fucked up is you. We got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you know? And uh, I'm over here getting my keys. Motherfuckers. You know, I, I don't remember who took my legs off. I don't know how I got in. Nothing. I don't. I didn't remember nothing. And these guys, but, you know, at the end of the day, I look at my wallet. I got 80 bucks. Hey. Hey. Uh, so, you, you know, know what I'm saying? So, look, you made it home, so but. <laughs> Wait, wait. So are you telling me right now that that was the last time you smoked? 
I, that was the last time I smoked. No. But no, no, I, no. I just no. The last time we went, we went to uh, we took a guy's trip in a way because he was about to get married. What and, the? Bachelor party. That was my point. But <laughs> we, we were in the bunch. We went to Colorado. We fucking smoked. Hey, yeah. <coughs> we, we were in a budget to a point where, you know, <laughs> we're like, let's just go on a trip real quick and then come back. <laughs> yeah, we went on a little trip. You know, this guy's up by, by the good spots. And I was like, you know what? If I can't, if I can't smoke, we got to try something else. Yeah. So we went with a little edible. Oh, yeah. A little edibles. I got some uh, watermelon edibles. Nice. Um, that went ish. Not like the uh-huh. one hit. Yeah. But to a point where, like. It's because the thing about that one is that motherfucker's delayed. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I did wait a couple hours. The problem was that these guys were watching like a like a funny movie. Or watching that thing. Yeah, oh, they were watching yeah. that one. And this was me literally the whole time. I was, I was kind of like me myself. I thought I wasn't laughing. Uh-huh. But these guys said that I had a big smile. Man, I was like, dude, I wasn't smiling. Well, listen. I was relaxing. Uh, I, we're like Mario. Like, we're watching this movie. It's hilarious, bro. It's Dave Chappelle. Uh, I'm not like laugh, bro. And he's all like, yeah, it's funny. Well, I I imagine that you were like kind of still a little bit of shock from maybe the first high you got from the bong hit. You're like, ah, when's this gonna kick in? Is it not gonna kick in? Is it gonna kick in? So by the time it got you stuck, you were probably still waiting for it because it's a whole nother high. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I mean, I got the watermelon, and honestly, it didn't feel like edible. This is I've heard I've heard that smoking. And, and getting high off of THC versus getting high off of, like, an edible, it's two different highs. Two completely different <laughs> highs. Because I guess, like, this yeah, this goes into your bloodstream and THC affects it. Real high. But then, the, uh, as an edible, it's the it's like a whole other chemical that gets broken down by your liver, I think? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So it's like, a, it's not the same high. It's a whole other high. Yeah, because I remember taking the bomb, the bomb hits. I was high in an instant. And when I did the edibles, I mean... To the point where, I mean, these guys were yeah. were doing a blunt back and forth to the point where our friend mistakenly took us to, like, a, a freaking... Yeah, they, they wanted to take me to the strip club. This motherfucker puts in, like, strip club and it takes him to a gay strip club, bro. They're going in to enjoy the show. Being cool, you know. <laughs> and then we see a bunch of, like, You're like, well, you're like, well, maybe, maybe they're allies. Let's go. I barely had chewed out, barely did two edibles, so they uh. hadn't even kicked in. That's why I was like, why? Okay. These guys were like uh. super high out there. And you, you, you would think that just because him, our other friend do, do, do weed, uh. anything, they wouldn't feel it. These guys were up there. Whew. And I just barely had do, did two edibles, and I'm like, wait. And then we see two guys come out, and I'm like, okay, cool. Then the other two guys come out, like, kind of, like, almost kissing. I'm like, hey, is this a gay strip club? <laughs> we were... <laughs> we, buddies. Oh. Yeah, I was like... That we were should have been your first one. I don't know. We no, were like, we were there. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, kick it and stuff. But you know what? On that trip, I did, I did try fucking shrooms for the first time. Did you love it? Well, that was weird. Shrooms are fine. It's cause it's cause shrooms is very set and set and setting. It's that, you, yeah. you gotta be in the right place it's and you gotta right be in the right people. mindset. Yeah. First they try to just 
nada más así. Mm. Boom. And then they're like, I think you're supposed to do that with food. And then they tried that with food. I'm like, you're yeah, doubling so up the shrooms on you. Weird. I didn't feel anything. So, like, yeah. what time is it? Okay, this probably went dead. Like, like around 3, 4 in the morning. Nah, God. I was asleep around that time. Like, it's probably like, maybe that's like around like 12, uh. 1 or something. Because we were tired. We went out to mountain and shit. But, but it's good. Like you said, it's very good. Like, psychedelics, it's not like being drunk or high where you're like, oh, shit, I'm drunk. I'm high. Psychedelics is like, they're psychedelic. You have to, like, think about it. And yeah. then you kind of get the high, and you you can't be sitting in a dark room. You're gonna be with <laughs> your thoughts. You have to be like <laughs> so looking at shit, watching something, going through a park or something. Oh. Like you, then you get in. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh then so get we this. Were, we were, no, <laughs> so I was, yeah, no. So I was asleep. Uh-huh. I was like. I mean, you'll have a good ass sleep. Though. Hell no. So I woke up and I'm like, like some crazy ass dreams. I felt like my friend was coming into the other room, and he was like over here, like. Oh, shit. You're like, what the fuck? So, so, I'm in the sofa, because of course, I mean, why, uh, you know, why would I make these guys sleep on the sofa when uh, I take my legs off and piss real good on the sofa? So I was in the sofa, Luis was in the other bedroom, my other friend was in the other bedroom. And it's like freaking two in the morning, it's almost three. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I can't fall asleep, you know, because I had did the edibles. I don't know why, but I couldn't fall asleep. This is, Luis has to cover his the blanket all over his his, his body, uh-huh. in his head. He keeps opening it, thinking that my other friend Giovanni is gonna come and like, I don't know, touch him or rape him or whatever. Yeah. He keeps opening. He's, it. he's just paranoid. He's paranoid. <laughs> he's paranoid. You're just like, oh and shit. I'm like, yeah. so I'm like, oh my god, shit. Like, and, and I thought because I did edibles, I'm like, am I just seeing Luis move, but he's not moving? Uh-huh. Like, that's my thing. But then you hear my other friend crying. Oh, yeah, yeah. wait, 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 okay, 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 so you just did the animals, but both of you guys did the shrooms, yeah, so he, what the hell, what, what the fuck was he tripping on? The way the house was made, like, uh-huh. you had, like, the little living room, uh-huh. and then, like, the two bedrooms, and then everybody, for some fucking reason, we slept with the door open, like, yeah, mm-hmm. they slept with the door open, I could see like, the right, like, whatever, uh-huh. so, like, Night, we go to sleep and everything, very communal, it's just I like, up, and I'm having that trip, I'm like, bro, what the fuck, I'm like, like, I'm like, just peeking over and over again. Like, like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, this can't like, be real. I heard Giovanni in the next room, and he was like, <laughs> Did he ever tell you guys what was up? No, he denied it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, 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 bro, you were fucking crying. Either that or heavy breathing, motherfucker. And then, um, I eventually fall asleep, and I felt, I literally felt like I slept nothing but like 20 minutes. I don't know where to come, Giovanni. Dude, dude, you know where the light was at? Like, no, dude. Like, like I thought, like, in my morning. mind, I just went to sleep. And then, you know, this dude goes outside to look for the lighter. I'm like, what are you doing outside? He leaves. Think about it. I'm on the sofa. It's cold. Mm-hmm. In, you know, at that time, between three and four, it's cold robbery. Oh, yeah, like, right in the living room. Yeah, There's no insulation. So, you know, he leaves the door open. I'm freezing without letting, like, over here. He goes out there and wakes up, leaves, asking for the lighter. I'm like, dude, at least shut the door. <laughs> hey, bro. You got the lighter? I'm like, nah, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> like, he wanted to, like, I, I swear, I'm like, dude, can you just at least close the door? And That's what I'm saying. Door? Like, have a little decency, the fuck? fuck? Jesus. Bro, okay. Not not to be weird, I hope this isn't a weird question, but now I'm curious as fuck. Because you, you, you said it again right now, and I, now it kind of sparked that question in my mind. Did, have you ever experienced phantom limb? Like, with your legs? Like, have you ever, like, like I felt, felt like I had legs. 
No, no, no. Like, like, like an itch that you couldn't scratch. No, no. I guess that only happens like whenever you had, because you said you were born yeah. without them, right? Well, you couldn't. I say without them because these were legs that were born very dysfunctional to the point where they even they weren't really gonna grow. Yeah, bro, you gotta get into this oh. shit now, because cause you okay, because you brought it up on the podcast that you yeah. didn't have legs. So for well, everybody I, listening, this was Mario. But like, you okay, you say you didn't have any, but like. Well, for me, I, I say is I didn't have any because uh-huh. my feet were born big time dysfunctional to uh-huh. the point where like the foot was turned up up uh, upside down. Okay. And kind of like off to the side, mm-hmm. so they weren't gonna grow. No matter what. Yeah. So it's I just. I mean, they were just gonna stay the way they were. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I wasn't born without it. Mm-hmm. Because usually, when you're born without them, people that probably like lose their legs, they're born and then they start walking with their mm-hmm. legs and they lose them. Cool. Mm-hmm. But mine was, I just felt like it was never there. Yeah, never there. Because uh-huh. I never used them. But um. Fuck. Uh, maybe it's a long story, but um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to make it short. Yeah. So I was about seven, seven and a half. Uh, I was out playing soccer, mm. and because I love soccer, soccer I'm married to it, and I'm gonna die with it. I have always told my parents that when I die, I want a soccer ball inside my coffin. Shit, that's what I want. I was I, I was born with it. I always told him. I told anyone mm. that if I had legs, my 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 career was gonna be soccer. Mm. That's that was my thing. Motherfucker play soccer right now. I still do. <laughs> but. Um, I was playing soccer, and then we have like two tourists come by. Uh, you know, Salvador is a big place. Like maybe back in my days, mm-hmm. yes, of course you want to go check out the beach and mm-hmm. other stuff. Um, and they were coming through. Like the guy who was he was actually born in Salvador, but he was married with someone that was born here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So of course he had the papers and everything. They were traveling, and they see me play soccer. And say, you know, I get done playing soccer or whatever or not. And they ask a question. They're like, hey, what's your name? Mm-hmm. And then they ask a big, big question. Hey, do you ever wish to walk? Mm-hmm. You're not going to go ask a seven, almost seven and a half year old, do you want to walk when, of course, he doesn't have his leg in the way. And I'm like, yeah, sure, of course I want to walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kids going to say yes to anything at that mm-hmm. time. And they're like, cool. They went with my mom, did an interview. They took a lot of videos of me playing soccer, climbing the trees. Because mm-hmm. I used to climb, like in Salvador, you got a lot of mango trees, banana trees. Mm-hmm. A lot of fruit trees to the point where mm. you want them. There's very, there's a lot of vegetation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of yeah. climb them or find a rock and oh, absolutely. whatever. And so me it was more climbing. I climbed, get mangoes down, mm. whatever. And so they did a lot of recording, a lot of videos. They brought it to St. Louis mm. Trinary's Hospital, and what the they, they fuck? checked it out and they're like, hey, you know what? Just bring them over. Mm. So you know, and so by the time I came, the 9/11 had passed through in nothing but a couple months. Mm. So, you know, getting a visa from Salvador to the U.S. is going to be a tough. Wait, wait, okay, so, okay, not to interrupt your story real uh, quick. Yeah. How old are you? Uh, right now, I'm 28. All right, 28? Yeah. Okay, okay, uh, so continue. So okay, shit, yeah, so you're, yeah. Yeah, I was really young, and, uh, I mean, at 9-11, no one was coming in or out. You know, Fuck. But, you know, by the grace of God, I was able to come in. My mom was this close to stay in Salvador. Shit. Just because they saw her me the way I was, and she took care of me. They said, "Hey, let's get her through too." So that's his mom. Man. So my mom could have stayed in Salvador. I would have been here. Who knows where? Because when I came here, of course, I got my surgery. I did a whole year in the hospital, plus a couple months of uh, uh, therapy. Mm-hmm. 
mm. learning how to use my prosthetic and, mm. and whatever whatnot. But when I came back, my guardian that had brought me to the U.S. Mm. got into some legal big time stuff with a stepdaughter or whatever whatnot. To a point where they wanted me to testify, mm. and I'm like, oh my god, how am I gonna do it when I spent a whole year in the hospital? Well, eventually, you're like ten years old now. Yeah, they're gonna find out I was in the hospital, you know. So he leaves, and luckily his wife decides to keep us. Mm-hmm. Imagine, no mom. What would happen to me? I would have gone to foster home. Oh yeah, foster. it is. More likely, but I didn't. And but like I said, by the grace of God, my mom came, mm-hmm. and she's been my my rock. You know, she's she's been there for me in the good and bad, just like many other people. But yeah. I started learning how to walk on them, and I came to a point where maybe because I, I don't really let life put me down. My mom was the type of mom that yeah, she would shower me and whatever whatnot. But once she got me done showering, she would say, "Hey, there's your clothes. Mm-hmm. Find a way." get up there and grab it. Mm. I'm not going to get it for you. Mm. Well, that, that's the mentality my mom put in me. If I want it, I got to find a way to get mm. it. And so, ever since then, I've been using prosthetics, and I've been trying to motivate people to not give up on life. God damn, brother. That's or nothing, you know. I mean, the problem is a lot of people put a wall. Mm-hmm. Once you put a wall in front of yourself, it's you. That's, mm. I mean, Luis is not going to go through that wall for you. She's not going to go through the wall for you. It's you. Mm. Because you're going to find a way to go either around it, mm-hmm. above it, under it, whatever. That's mm-hmm. what I did. Find it. you got to find a way to yeah. find it. That's life for me. Uh, like you said, I play soccer. I play soccer, and honestly, I play soccer just like anyone else without my legs. Dude, it's the wildest thing ever. That's fucking crazy. So I was going to ask, so you don't use prosthetics to play? You play without your legs? I play without yeah. my legs. No fucking I, way. I swim. Yeah. I do swimming. I play soccer. So I imagine your upper body strength is crazy, right? Maybe back then. <laughs> Bro. Are you going to kick your face because it's so close to the ground? I mean, Does that happen? It's happened. How often? Good a couple times. But if you ask this good, if you ask him right now, uh-huh. if you swing that ball and it hits me on the back, shoulder, uh-huh. face, chest, the only thing it does is pumps me up to Bro, like, go harder. Yeah. I go play with him, right? I'm always in the back, like, behind him. But I would choose anybody. If I, I have to, like, Mario, like, Dude, that's fucking that tight. Bro. Like, Mario is an advantage, bro, and it's, like, amazing. So, get this. Soccer is it's a physical sport, bro. It's, like, pushing against each other. Like, you're going to Non-stop. Ball, I like, imagine that's non-stop, the one you get tired like, the cardio, fastest. Like, you got to go get it. And, like, Mario would be finding some ways, bro. He'd be grabbing the ball between people's, like, legs <laughs> and, like, going through it and stuff like that. And, like, there's this thing that, like, now everybody sees it already because they're like, this dude, this is his go-to move. But, like, he swings the ball kind of, like, around his, like, waist. And, like, you you never see it. Like, you're, like, you're, like, paying attention to Man. the ball, bro. Like but, like, you see this pass. kid, like, playing, like, with his hands and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then just out of nowhere, just, like, like exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Damn. This dude broke somebody's ankle, like, actually for real. <laughs> with my own fist. Yeah. Brother, you were saying it earlier, you know, we all go through dark days, but the fact that you're still here and you're resilient, cheers to that, man. Hey, cheers, cheers, cheers to that, brother. Cheers. You fucking, that's inspiring, dog. I mean, and I'm going to let Luis keep, you know, saying what he was saying, but in case this conversation gets, you know, changed and whoever's out there hearing, or whatever country, whatever place you're at, whatever state of mind you're in, whatever feeling you're in, whatever you're going through, um... I'm maybe not in your shoes. The only thing I can say is don't give up because the minute you, the minute you give up, 
detrimental that you're literally laying everything on the ground. And I think you f- you might feel like you're by yourself out there in the world, but you're not. Literally, you're not. There's people that are in your same situation, maybe going through the same life, going through the same disability. And you got to believe that there's people that want you, love you, and are cheering for you, no matter from where you're at. So if you're ever going through something, just holler at my boy here. He'll get in contact with me. And I'll be more than glad I'll fly out, come in, go anywhere just to talk to you, show you how I live my day life, you know. For sure. I'll, I'll, I'm definitely gonna put your contact in there. What do you got, like an Instagram and stuff? I got an I'll Instagram. definitely go. I'm, I'm gonna plug you in. I'm gonna I got plug you Instagram, in. But I got a phone number that I think instead of using it for uh, other dumb stuff, uh-huh. I prefer to use it for uh, you can say like to to reach out when you're depressed, sad. To mentor, to yeah. to counsel almost. Counsel a little bit. I, I've always told Luis that my that's my, inspiring. One of my careers, I've always imagined myself as a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a hard career to start off, but mm-hmm. I think with the right people, you, you get it going. Well, and another one of the reasons I asked uh, why what age you were, because you're fairly young. I mean, shit, we're all fairly young in this room. Yeah. What do you what do you see for yourself, brother? Because like, I mean, one of my goals with this podcast is to network with other creatives and every, you know, kind of like uh, get an insight on what everybody else is doing, what yeah. their dreams are for the next 10, 20, 30 years. You know, moving down the line, like. I feel like we all got a lot to add to the yeah. world in this room, you know. And I mean, we, we do. Uh, that's everybody. As, 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 we all got something to offer to the world, maybe not to the world, but to other people mm-hmm. that are, like, close to you or maybe you don't even know. Um, but like you said, I mean, what I see from, from myself, besides, you know, giving everything I can for my mom, mm-hmm. I see myself motivating others. Mm-hmm. Motivating others and maybe being more into the sport of soccer. I mean... Like I said, I love the sport. I love it way too much. And I think if I could motivate even soccer players to push themselves hard in their careers through me, I would love that, you know. And if I could even get people with my disability to see their life better, thinking that, oh, my God, now i got to live in the sofa, sitting down my entire life. No. It's like, no, man. You guys just do it. I've gone gone to places that I couldn't think that I could go with my prosthetics. I mean, when we went to Colorado, I thought, oh, my God, hey, Going up these mountains gonna be mm. kind of difficult based on my prosthetics. You guys will be a few women. What did I do? I went without legs and I did a handstand on the on top of a you mountain. You lying? You're lying. A handstand on top of a mountain? Yes. Yeah, so That's we, a bar in a rap song right there, bro. <laughs> <You're lying. laughs> I'm on the top of the mountain doing a handstand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's fire. Pikes Peak. Uh-huh. I think. Oh no way! You made yeah, it all the way. You guys went all the way to yeah, the top of Pikes Peak. We drove, up, we drove to Mayday. I couldn't. I could. I couldn't do it. <laughs> we, did. We, we drove up there. Okay. I couldn't so, do it now. So, bro, no. uh, that's yeah. my wit. That's one, but there's, there's one where I'm doing a handstand on that same rock. God, damn! How long ago was that? Oh well, look, there's that. There it is. Dude. I feel sorry for the ones that are not seeing, but yeah. Hey, he's providing the receipts. There is proof. There is proof. Mario's doing a handstand on the motherfucking rock. Is Pikes Peak the highest peak in Colorado? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Wait. No, no, Pikes Peak in Colorado? It is. Yeah, it's like 14,000, I think. No, 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 it is. Like they'll take the tour train where it goes up to it and all that. 
Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think it is. Now, so with the picture you saw where I'm doing the handstand, I'll tell you what. Me, I didn't think about nothing else mm-hmm. besides, hey, I'm doing a handstand. Mm-hmm. In the background, you got Luis yelling up to his lungs. Bro. Dude, I'm on top of this mountain, and then, like, me and my friend were like, dude, fuck, dude, Mario's on top of the fucking mountain. Like, we need to get his ass off of that shit. Like, yeah. some motherfuckers are, like, slip and fall. But, like, bro, what the fuck are we going to tell his mom? I'm thinking in my head, I'm going, like, a million miles an hour. I'm like, what the fuck are we going to tell his mom? Like, so you're living your best life. He's freaking out. I'm like, gosh, I'm like, shit, bro. I'm like, I need to do something. Mario, get the fuck off the rock. Everybody around, me and Joanny are like, bro, get the fuck off there, like, right now. Everybody around is like, Taking pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I should have charged yeah. people for taking pictures. Bro, like, 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 that's fucking impressive. It's like, bro, dude, I'm his wild. fucking friend. Get, make sure I'm he's like, safe. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I, was so I was going around the whole rock that we're like, uh-huh. you, you think, on that, <laughs> I laid on that rock. I laid on it, and I mean, that's fucking hopefully crazy. Hopefully, Colorado, I was able to touch somebody's heart. Mm-hmm. Do not give up in life. But I gotta admit, <laughs> we went to Colorado and thinking, hey, you know what? No one knows me here. I'm great. Mm-hmm. Man, we're going up a steep mountain. Once again, I'm uh-huh. on my leg, and we're going, we're climbing, we're going. <laughs> I don't know. We're coming up the hill. You hear Mario? Not a joke. This is real truth. Like, real talk. I can't go to the, any city without being known. What? I've experienced this shit. Like, it's real. Like, on, a, on a hiking trail. On a hiking trail. Somebody knew knows you. my name. What the? He knows me. He's like, hey, you from Kansas City, right? I'm like, what? No way. It happens here often, like, around, like, the city. Like, yeah. Hey, somebody, like, we'll go to a restaurant. Like, we yeah, we'll be at restaurants and people will be like, hey, somebody. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, bro? Fuck. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yo, so on the podcast, should I put you as like El Compa Mario? Yeah, you can, bro. El Compa Mario? Anything, bro. Fe- like that. the podcast episode, blah, 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 you know, featuring Luis and El Compa Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, to a point where in high school, I did wrestling. I did wrestling, too. That's impressive. I did wrestling. I kind of made it to state, but the problem was that once I made it to state, like these guys did not tell me I was facing a three-time champ. <laughs> and this, this guy did not care that I didn't have any legs. <laughs> Like, in his mind, I'm like, I already know how am I going to beat this dude. I, I, and in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm too strong for this dude. I'm mm-hmm. buff. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I got him. I'm already uh-huh. his legs. Boom, right here. In three seconds, I was, I was like, oh. Dude, I, <laughs> dude, all right. I was in wrestling. I was undefeated until I had to wrestle the guy who was on our team who got disqualified for some fuck shit in school. Or not disqualified, suspended. Kicked out, went to Washington. Then I had to wrestle him from Washington versus us. Oh. And then I lost. I was undefeated the, the whole team. time until yeah exactly. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, you you knew my you knew our strategy. Our coach is the same. It's, right. it's, it's like the it's fuck. Yeah, no, it was you great. dick. I even had my own nickname. I had Mean Machine. Mean Machine? Yeah. No way. Yeah, because I mean, I was, I'm pretty. Okay, hold on. Oh, go ahead and finish your story, but now I have a question after that. No, I was gonna say he can tell you. I'm, well, maybe not now, but in high school I was really really fast. Uh huh. Dude, all right. Did you guys ever watch WWE? Yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah, yeah. Who's your favorite wrestler? I'm. A, I'm a always going with my boy Undertaker, man. Really? That's my boy. 
Who's your favorite wrestler, bro? Uh, I think I want to say Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero? I'd probably say Eddie Guerrero, too. That's crazy. Undertaker, huh? He's, 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 he's up there with my, my favorite wrestlers, bro. I'd have to say, like, Mankind or, like, slash Mick Foley slash yeah. Cactus Jack, whatever you want to call him. Um, Undertaker, Kane, you know, Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, Undertaker, I don't know why, but his entrance was, like, man, I mean. Epic. Either he would not come out and I don't know where appear on the stage or he would just come in inside of a coffin. Fucking epic, dude. I was like, dude, that's... I mean, in my mind, you know, once again, uh-huh. they all come from, like, Christian homes. I'm like, that's a man satanic. That's just my fucking... Like this more, like this motherfucker has. Like when he did his uh, eyes, he's a man. You know, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like upside down. I'm like, yeah, it's a man satanic. And I'm like, and I'm cheering. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm over here watching the Undertaker. Yeah. Like, oh shit, man. That was my dude. And Kane, I mean. Diosito, perdóname. Taker was he's something else, bro. You know, I I like wrestling, but I, I was like, I thought I kind of cheated sometimes. Like I remember one time I was watching it. John Cena was fighting Cena, I believe. Mm. But so the dude pulls out a sledgehammer, right? Mm. And like he's getting beat in the corner and shit, and like he's like, he's like everybody's like, oh my god, he's beating him and shit. And, like so he gets the sledgehammer, and oh he was gonna get hit with the sledgehammer. Dude gets the fucking right when he when he's about to get hit. The I'm like, bro, like, I was gonna get action. I'm like, eight years old and shit. Like, that. Like, come on, man. Motherfuck. I'm like, dude, come on, man. You can't just, like, send it to that. Like, I wanna see some battery. Dude, the worst part was, like, whenever you would see them grab the sledgehammer, like, they're, they're, like, hitting them in the forehead, but, like, their fist is in front of the hammer. It's like, ah, at least hit them. Did, did you ever at least, <laughs> <laughs> like at least hit him. I want to see some blood. I want to see some blood, dude. All right, I used to wrestle for a short stint. All right, so when I was in high school, I wrestled too. You know, like yeah. you know, Roman Greco wrestling, and then after high school, I wrestled professional wrestling. So you know, for a little dude named, if I'm not mistaken, actually Mario as well. For uh, oh no, Martin. It was a dude named Martin. So I wrestled with this dude, Martin, you know, and uh, he had, like, a little ring set up in, like, a random-ass warehouse in Central right off of, like, uh, what was it, like, not 18th, but, like, on the way there. So maybe, like, 14th or 13th Street right next to, like, some random-ass insurance company. And we're like, what the fuck? What is this? And, you know, we trained there for a couple months. And let me tell you this. Those rings are not as soft as you would think. Yeah. Going into it, knowing what wrestling's about. Like, ah, wrestling's fake anyways. Like, it's wink, wink. It's, you know, yeah. No, that shit is tough still. Is it like jumping on the box rings? No, oh, dude, it's terrible. All right. So it's like, it's like you're hitting, like, una pinche tabla, bro. You're, you're, you're hitting, you're hitting. Yeah, you're hitting tabla and fucking lamina. And it's just like, it's hard still. It's rough. And then the ropes, do you think like, oh, the rope? Like, I don't know. It, it, it's weird, right? No, no, no. It's weird. Because like, you're looking at the wrestlers and you're like, oh, I can jump off the ropes like nothing. And you know when you like go and jump on the, springy? no, they're, they're like not. they're no, nah, they're. It's hard to explain, but like, wrestling rings are not. 
what they're doing out there, it's it's very choreographed. It's Those very. Men are it, also yeah. like at least yeah, it's like it's and like. Like fucking a like I, after wrestling on a wrestling ring, I have a little bit more admiration though I still though I stopped liking it after I started doing it, cause I saw past it. I was like, yeah, respect. It's not it's not an easy life. Yeah, no. If this is what you're gonna use yeah. to fucking bruise and batter your life the rest of your life and get your check, yeah. respect. I ain't gonna lie, I did see an interview from Undertaker. He said he broke like hundred pounds bone, <laughs> and he had like. Wrestling, wrestling. I guess it depends on the wrestler. Cause in the beginning, if you would have asked, if you would have asked, no, cause if you would have asked ten years ago, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, well, maybe. What's the owner McMahon? He has that fucking walked too and everything. No, it's cause if you would have asked ten years ago, the life expectancy would have been a lot shorter than it probably is now. Just because there was a lot of doping going on. Yeah. Yeah, like there's a documentary about Hulk Hogan. You know, he fucked his whole body up. Like. Well, that too, because then, because then it depends on the wrestler. Because there was a lot of like extreme wrestling. So like ECW, I'm not sure if that's around anymore. But those wrestlers, the Sandman, I remember he used to come out every day. Well, not every day. Maybe once a week. Whenever the ECW come out, right? But every time ECW would film, every time he would come out, he would break a beer bottle on his forehead. Every time, dude, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, th- think about it. I mean, like, for instance, like Undertaker, he did a lot of cage matches. Mm-hmm. With cage matches, like, they're not man, like you're grinding your face on a fence, jumping yeah. from super heights. I mean, like you said, it all depends how much the actual wrestler got injured, mm-hmm. and you know that's all. Then you're really mm-hmm. gonna retire because your body won't mm-hmm. be able to take it as much. Randy Orton jumping on all those fucking thumbtacks. Oh, they have to. I mean, it's choreographed. It's like, like whenever you do a suplex, you know, you're trained to like tuck their head under your arm safely, yeah. so when you land, their head doesn't hit the ground. Yeah. Your I arm hits the ground. Rugby for a while in college, and, and like rugby, there's so many more, so much less injuries than mm. football. Mm. Because football, they're like you put a whole bunch of gear on, and so people can do whatever the fuck they want. Like in co- in football. It's like, all right, go at it, brutes. People don't really get called for, like, wringing somebody's huh. neck. But in rugby, like, you'll get kicked out of the entire game if you're wringing somebody's neck. Like, eh, aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in rugby, all we wore was mouth guards. We didn't wear nothing else. I'm going to be more technical with your takedowns. I broke a finger, but there was one time in, like, the five years that I played rugby, there was one time a girl, like, was in a pile or whatever. Everybody heard her tibia snap. Oof. Oh my god, it was the worst thing that I've ever heard in my life. Like oh. you, you heard it throughout the whole fucking. Like, all right, everybody, get yeah. off. <laughs> okay, so like we used to play in the actual apartments. This is wild. Like in those apartments, hmm. fucking ghetto ghetto. <laughs> so we used to play football on this like little patch of grass hmm. on the side of a building. It wasn't even that big, bro. I. I Kid you not, probably from like where the door is to the door over there, maybe like the front of the house, uh-huh. right? Uh, yeah. So, and no wider than like this. We used to play tackle football with no pads. Wow. And when it snowed on Wednesdays, it was fucking oh. badass because everybody was out there. All right, bet, let's go play in the snow. On my window, I just heard a weed. It's like, oh, 
Bro, like, <laughs> oh shit, they're out there fucking. Yeah, I'm like running one time, right? And then like I had the ball and then I tried to do something, whatever, like I moved, like they got me, they like tackled me down, but my knee went like this some uh. fucking movement where I was like, ooh. And then on the cold, like, dude, and in the cold. What happened? I, you don't went know? To my friend's house. You and don't just, know. Like, kicked it a little bit, they went Fuck back no. home, and I was like, yeah. Uh, I was only for like at least like a week and a half. You <laughs> What, would you guys say that you've experienced a lot of, like, heavy hits to the head and stuff throughout the years? Yeah. Uh, I probably have more, like, as a soccer ball than anything, but that's about it. Look, I've taken some nasty falls in wrestling, some nasty falls on a, off a bike, some nasty falls just doing, like, stupid shit at the house. Can you imagine, like, our personality not even being us and just being the results of our fucking injuries? <laughs> We're over here just PTSD'd out, like, or, like, fucking, uh, what do they call CTE'd out, like a motherfucker? Yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> so, back when I was, like, I want to say, like, 11, 12-ish, uh-huh. I found a scooter uh-huh. in the dumpster, and then, like, I think it was, like, the back of the skateboard or some shit like that. The scooter was missing the back wheel. Uh, the handlebars were all, like, not fucking, they're all janky. And then, like, I'm like, dude, I gotta fix this. I'm, I'm gonna be rich. Like, at, like, 11, 12, uh-huh. I'm like, I'm gonna be rich, bro. Like, I just gotta make I'm gonna like, <laughs> fix this and flip it. Dude, I'm about, I'm about to make an invention, bro. So, I found <laughs> a way, bro, because I, all I would do at home sometimes is, like, play with tape and put uh-huh. all this cool. And so, since I found a way to put the back of the skateboard, like, the wheels, I found the back of the scooter. What the fuck? So I'm like, all right, cool. Trucks and all? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Just the truck, like, like, you know the part that goes Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that holds the wheel? Yeah, it's just, like, stuck it on that uh-huh. and the wheel. And, um, I'm like, I'm about to do this. Hell yeah. And then, like, it was a Sunday, and I had to go play at night uh-huh. at church. Oh, so shit. So church started at 6, and, like, this shit happened, like, at least at 3 o'clock. Yeah. So we go out. start going I'm like okay cool and then like I hit a groove in the pavement and then like the freaking scooter went sideways oh no like oh shit my wrist (laughs) oh shit it took your wrist yep my wrist like went like this and then I went like home and I'm like like, what happened I'm like I don't know (laughs) dude fuck something similar happened to me when I fell off a bike I fucked up my fingers uh, and you yeah. still went to play? Yeah. And I still went to play. I was like, oh, oh no. no. That messed it up even more. You're a fucking champ for that one. Dude. God you damn. You go to the person does the one thing you shouldn't do after you hurt your wrist. Yeah, I'm just going to go strain the fuck out of it for like a good hour. I mean, usually that's what I'm like. I'm almost trying to get the first one. Fuck. So they're like oh, no. 90 degrees, two of them. And I'm like, with like a sucker just hitting this thing so I can tuck it in and mm. like go on to the next one. And I'm like about to cut it with like my knife. Oh, no. And where like my finger, like my pointer finger, slides across and I'm like, mm. I'm just like, oh, 
Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, ooh. And you yeah. still went? Yeah, bro. I still had to. Fucking champ. <laughs> with a penny there. Taking Did it. Did you stop bleeding? Or was it bleeding the whole time? No. Because you probably should have had it above your heart and you didn't. <laughs> he never had open that. He took it. I was like, oh, oh my God. It's one of those yeah. cuts where you're like, a lot of blood, but you're like, after the second you go, you're like, all right. It's fucking it. It will hurt. I, I, I lost too. a little part of my finger, but I didn't shit. That's a big chunk. I mean, it's it's like half an inch. To a machine? Okay. All that fucking was on him. What you were asking him about the same thing? Mm-hmm. Do you feel anything about that? Not this one, because I feel like it's like a like the nail part of my finger, so I wouldn't necessarily have like. If it would have been more, I probably I feel like I probably would have felt it. Yeah. But what sucks now is that when I try to play the bass. I'm too used to like strumming with the tip of my finger, so I'll go to strum it and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. So I end up just using my other finger instead. So this one just kind of sticks out. But, I mean, Wild. yeah, but that, ain't, but that ain't nothing though. I mean, I played, I played with my thumb. Honestly, I feel yeah. like I, I can mm. sit down and with my thumb, it's like way better. I, yeah, I can't have to do multiple <laughs> Both. fingers, mm-hmm. and it, I always have to be, and I have to have mm-hmm. it over the finger. this injury is actually what turned me into a rapper. Cause I feel like what what before that I was working on my album uh, Dream Sequence by Equus Viscus in 2017, and I was composing everything myself because I didn't have a band. I was I was I had renditions of the songs that I would perform live with the bands at different concerts and stuff, but I never actually went to a studio and recorded it. And I ended up moving from Kansas City to Kentucky, so I was by myself. And I still wanted to drop the music because I was inspired by the moment, by the sounds, by the you know the vibes or whatever. So I ended up just recording the whole record by myself. Then I got in the accident. Dropped the record rough mix because I ended up just, you know, I couldn't play anymore. I couldn't, like, fix the fix the recordings, play them again. And I was anxious, you know. I, I have a bad habit of just, like, wanting to drop it. Like, ah, fuck it. Before I'm over it, let me just drop it. So I dropped the record. And then after that, I couldn't play instruments until I was done with physical therapy. And I started rapping. Wow. Yeah. Because I was like, I still want to make music, but I can't play music. So I'm just going to rap instead. I'll get my feelings off at least. And then I've been I've been doing that since 2017, you know. There you go. Yeah. So I'm not shit as a rapper either, you know. I'm not known or anything, but you know, I I've been doing that, you know. Which I should pro- I should probably get back into playing music though, because I like you like we were talking about earlier. I I love you know delayed music and reverb and all that shit. Let me tell you this. So you have been heard in another part of the world. Where? Yeah. It's taking fucking forever, but it'll get there. So, <clears throat> I sent my songs to like, to like this uh, this studio in Italy, uh-huh. and they're like, blah blah blah. We really like your music. I mean, like obviously it's like mm-hmm. something, but like they actually took the time to listen to it. Uh-huh. And like, yeah, we like the feel of it. We can't understand like anything, but like we like the vibe, the uh-huh. vibe and the feel. And I'm like, damn, I sent them the whole thing, even though the thing that holy you're on, shit, like, bro. <laughs> Look, man, I think right now it's possible to to pop off everywhere. It's just all about networking, and well, it's all about just well, it's kinda like, like I was keeping on, you know. I was telling him that it's like, you have the talent. Me, like I said, <coughs> you show me money, I'll price it. Mm-hmm. But him, he has the natural talent to it. And I told him, well, at least I see it the way, like, if, when you want a beat, you know, mm-hmm. when you want a beat, what you want? You want air. Mm-hmm. Same with this thing. You guys want to get this to be off and about you gotta really want it you gotta mm-hmm. like you know you sing it from somewhere in France mm-hmm. now you gotta sing it somewhere Italy. else you know what I mean 
Mm. Now you just got to keep pushing it. Because mm. now you're just in a zone where, where someone's like, hey, I don't understand it, but I like the vibe. Uh-huh. The same thing for you. You can't stop no matter what. Well, uh, you're like, oh, you know what? No one knows me. Uh-huh. You don't know that. You True. don't know that because maybe someone that I've heard it through a friend mm-hmm. or another friend. So you just can't give up on it, man. True. Every, that's, what, that's the message that I try to give out. You can't give up on it, man. You got to dream. Your dream is to be a rapper. Your dream is to be a musician or have your own recording studio. What's stopping you, literally? You got two legs. You could go just about anywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll go anywhere without legs. Why can't mm-hmm. you? Yeah. It's a good-ass point. And I think right now we're, we're at the point where, like, literally, like, this podcast is on Spotify. Yeah. It's being heard, like, it's accessible to everybody. Everybody. I've actually had people hit me up and, like, give me requests on, like, mixing and, like, yo, this topic is dope. I didn't know anything about this until you guys talked about it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, for real? You guys are listening? Yeah. Well, you know what I was going to say? His voice sounds pretty good for a little part you were wanting. Oh, yeah. For what? I have a song where, like, I got tired of doing solos, right? So, I've been listening to a lot of, like, ASMR, like, for, like, for some reason, it calms me down. That's funny. I mean, I'm down to try it, bro. I'm down to collaborate with anything, bro. One of my homies today recently, this dude named Christian, and uh, I've been wanting to collaborate with him for years, and he never sent me any music until today he sent me a verse. I'm like, thank you. Now we're going to get you cooking, bro, because I'm all about collaborating. I'm all about working with other people, uh, you know, other musicians. So. Uh, Perhaps. Yeah, but that's. Uh, I've, been, I, I've been like off the social. I like deleted social media mm-hmm. and everything. It's kind of like Obsession doesn't do that. He's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, man. Oh, I think yeah, I think I remember. I think Christian did. Hmm. Modest, yeah, modest. Yeah, bro. That's man. What? What do you What do you guys think? You guys want to wrap up here soon? We've gone for pretty much uh, an hour and almost two hours now. Yeah. You got you, oh, hey, look, I appreciate you guys coming on. This has been fucking crazy. I appreciate you inviting us. Uh, yeah. Talking yeah, about you. it, and I heard everything uh-huh. you sent me, and you know what? Whatever they they request me for uh-huh. now, uh, I'm down to come talk. Look, listen, I, you guys are always invited to come back. Don't feel like because right now, you know, it's a very small podcast. So until I can start getting more podcasts, I'm not gonna be booked and busy to not have you guys on. So if you guys are free and you guys want to come back on, you guys are more than welcome. Cause the conversation was free flowing, you know. It wasn't even yeah. just like a introduction. Yeah, and we're we're about to have a new spot, so you guys are always welcome to come back on. I'm always in West Coast. Yeah. So yeah, as uh, as for today, you know, we'll call this one uh, episode twelve. Appreciate you guys coming on again, guys. The two voices you guys have been hearing as our guests today have been uh, Luis, Mario, right? 
So I appreciate you guys coming on the podcast. This has been great. You guys are always welcome back. And uh, for everybody listening, hope you guys learned something new, uh, felt some uh, good vibes coming your way, and uh, hope to network with everybody, you know, moving forward. So thank you guys for listening. This has been H&S Podcast. Goodbye and good night.